Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Romancing Our Stones with Matt and Alex. I am Matt. i got Alex here, too. Hello. And uh, Romancing Our Stones is the male survival guide to pop culture and media your girl will drag you to. Um, this episode is one of our favorites to do. Uh, we're reviewing the second episode of Peter Weber's The Bachelor today. Um, and uh, today we have a tasty little treat, not only for your ears, but for our taste buds as well. So, Alex, what are we drinking today? Well, today we're drinking from Denver Beer Co.'s Peanut Butter Graham Cracker Porter. This is delicious. This has a, it's a, I don't know, most people don't like peanut butter, but I mean, those people are crazy, but I love this beer. It's so good. Uh, this particular beer has 5.6% alcohol into it. It's a porter. I typically don't like porters, but man, this one tastes like you're drinking a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, that's um, good. So let's get into this. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. All right. So episode two, they already have the funky staggering of these episodes where episodes are now not ending on uh, rose ceremonies. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Which I don't like, uh, especially for the fantasy scoring. It makes it difficult. But um, what do you think of this episode? I mean, overall feeling. I mean, we'll get into the Stones rating at the end of the episode, but uh, let me know what your thoughts were. Yeah, like you said, you know, the breakdown now because of that three-hour beginning they're they're not really ending on the, the rose ceremony it makes it a little bit tough just to kind of keep the structure of of what's kind of going on the show but basically we saw opened out with the group date then there's a little bit of drama around hannah b showing back up we've got uh then we got this whole you know the batman back at the house the you know pre-rose ceremony that's in the middle of the episode we get the drum with Kelsey. Champagne and Gate. And you have Champagne uh, Gate. Tammy screaming. You have, and then it ends with another group date that. Well, it's our job here to decipher all this madness because literally, there are a bunch of idiots on this show, and uh, they are getting <laughs> upset for no gosh darn reason. So, um, keep it safe for the kids. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I mean, this whole Hannah Brown thing. I felt like watching their interaction, like all of a sudden Peter decides in the conversation, he's, he's moving on. He's over it. It looks staged to me. Um, he's kind of, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm moving on and I, and I, you know, I need, I need me time here to really decipher my feelings. Makes me wonder if there's a date plan at all. Cause it was a stupid date to begin with. I, I agree. The, what got to me was, uh, I felt like in the previous episode, when she first showed up, he he made that you know at the very tail end where they play cut off they mentioned or he mentioned to Hannah, well maybe we should just add you to the show and I and for me I'm watching the, that that scene and he's like he's he's got a smirk he's kind of smiling almost like I don't know it just it didn't feel genuine felt disingenuine and yeah. it just felt like it was scripted it felt like it was I, I could totally see the producer saying okay I want you to go and say this. And we're going to use this for the cut line for that first episode. It just so leading into that section, you know, as that episode opened up, I saw her basically. She throws him herself on him, like she is sitting on his lap, arms wrapped around each other. She's got his her hands all over his head. He's got he you know, he's stroking her back, and it's just and they're mm. they're they're about they're about what two centimeters away from each other, and out of nowhere, what should then naturally lead to just a makeout sesh turns into he just completely pulls back and goes no i can't do this and they could be pointing up to peter's a good guy but i the whole the whole date's a non-date i mean mm -hmm. it's like let it, let's get on stage and tell me why i might get herpes by sleeping with you like tell me about your past sexual awkwardness with an ex like 
no, thank you. This is a, this is a first date. Like, I want to look at you as pristine. It's like buying a house. You don't care if someone's murdered in it. Well, well maybe you do. But <laughs> at the same time, you're buying the house because you like the house, not who's lived in the house. So this this whole thing was a big non-factor. And then, you know, like, they go into... <laughs> gosh, these... I'm sorry, but these girls are pathetic. Um, <laughs> not all of them, some of them. But there is one character, Sydney. I mean, it, Peter should be called the Pity Rose Man because literally... <laughs> Sydney got the group date rose, and she all she really said is like, "You don't know what I've left behind. I I left behind my mother. You're I'm, 24 fucking years old. Of course you're supposed to be leaving your parents behind to try and find love. Like that's a non-factor. You didn't say she was suffering from gout. You didn't say she was suffering from anything. You just said you left her. What what do you do? You still live at your parents' house? Like what what's your plan, Sydney? Did you just say suffering from gout? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into someone this week that's suffering from gout, and it was just fresh on my mind. Painful, though. <laughs> yeah. I uh, No, I, I'm glad you actually said something about that, because I literally had that quoted as well. As I had to leave, like, it's, I had to leave, like, a lot behind. And then she says, like, my mom and my family. And I'm like, I'm rolling, I'm rolling with them. And? and? Yeah. You okay, Alex, did all of these people do the exact same thing? And You don't understand, I have a cactus at home and it needs to be watered once every three months. <laughs> That's a succulent life. Yeah, it's a, it's a prickly situation for me to be in. Um, so, I, you know, I, they, <laughs> that whole thing, she gets the rose, he's like, she really opened up to me. And I like Sydney, I'm not bashing her, but, you know, you have all these girls that are, like, coming to this cognition that they're actually on a game show and they have to compete. And... They have to sell themselves, and that's I think that's part of it too. Is like I'm in sales, and I come to this and saying, she's trying to differentiate herself because the whole conversation again starts off with my favorite one-liner. I'm not like every other Alabama girl. Yes, and then it quickly turns into, yeah, like I had to leave a lot behind, like my mom and my <laughs> family. And you're going, you're not doing so hot. You're not selling yourself. So uh, like, talk more about what. And, and there's no value proposition for for any of these no. girls so far. No, it's like it's like you know. Raisinette saying I'm not M&M's. It's, it, it really does not differentiate them in a way that, that makes anyone feel good or, or confident. But Peters is literally, twice this episode, gives the rose to the person that's the least you know comfortable in their own skin or feeling awkward or misplaced. Like These are red flags. Like You have to constantly emotionally support these types of people that on your second date are saying, like, I don't feel like you noticed me. Yeah. You know, like, oh, don't get me started. I left to leave behind. I had to leave behind my favorite blanket. Like, I, I, I it's, it just drives me nuts. You know, the, this, he dances with McKenna. He has a I weird, like McKenna. I, I like Mike. Is it Mike Kenna or McKenna? I don't know. It's spelled like Mike Kenna. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I Mike Kenna. Um, <laughs> all I can say is, there is definitely a bond with a Canadian blonde. Ooh. And Mike Kenna, wow. Nick Kenna, whatever you want to call her. She's uh That's a good, good she, pun. <laughs> thank you. I worked hard on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but she uh I, I my one of the things I remember her saying, she said something like, uh, I, I I really felt like I showed him who McKenna really is. And it was after their little one on one session there. Yeah. Pretty sure all they did was they they did a little dance and then he threw her up on the table and they made out. I'm going, so who is, who is McKenna really still? I'm still trying I to figure that out. I think she showed him, you know, <laughs> you know, she's as about, she has as much depth, depth as a thin mint. Um, but, you know, wh- speaking of that, Peter has a fetish of lifting women onto things to kiss them. Oh, yeah. 
I, I, we see it in the little credits for like the future episodes too, as you picking girls up. Oh, in the ocean even in, Han- in and Hannah's like, season, in Hannah got on top of him before that awkward like no kissing thing and happened. Then he like lifted her up once, and she hit her head on a on a light fixture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doesn't always work. So the date was a big nothing burger. Sydney got the yeah. rose. You know, this whole episode was about one girl. And her unreal expectations. And let me before yes. I, before I name her name, let me just lay out a scene. You, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna portray what she's trying to do, and I'm gonna put it in a, a way that it's you doing it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You buy a bottle of champagne one year in advance of when you're selected to go onto a show that you don't know that you're gonna be selected for, mm-hmm. but you bought a bottle of champagne in it. And, and then you want to set it out and say, I've been saving this for a year to have it with you. I brought it from Des Moines, Iowa. Exotic Des Moines, Iowa, by the way. Yeah. And it's a bottle of champagne. It's like you could, buy that. Dom. You could buy that at Westlake Village and in the promenade and then all of a sudden just walk up to the mansion. But I bought this a year ago. Either way, <laughs> it's, it's shades of psycho yeah. that this girl yeah. bought a bottle of champagne and stored it for a year in the chance that she'll go on a game show. To fight for Peter's heart. So, and a year ago, Peter wasn't even selected to be The Bachelor. Yeah. It was Colton's season. So, realistically, you bought a bottle of champagne to save... For a just blind date. For a blind date. And she sets up... She lights... Can- this is Kelsey we're talking about, if you haven't figured it out already. And this this champagne bottle, by the way, is the linchpin of everything. Oh, it's 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 absolutely... <laughs> it's the ludicrous. linchpin of this whole episode. Ludicrousiosity. I don't even... <laughs> I'm making up a word. It's so ridiculous. Um, and... You know, tell me about it. you. You yeah. walk me through it. I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated so, right now. I'm taking a drink of my peanut butter cracker. Exactly. So we've got Kelsey with this one year bottle of champagne that she didn't hold on to. Now, granted, it's a bottle of Dom, and I'm you know, yeah, it's classic. It's not a cheap bottle, so I can appreciate that as well as the next man. But she, one, she calls. She says that the bottle shows my heart, and I'm like, uh, yeah. okay, um, yeah. you lost me there. Uh, couldn't really get on the emotional bandwagon with her on that one. But well, to give her credit, there is a shield on a Dom Perignon bottle. Maybe it kind of looks like a heart. Or maybe she's saying that my so blood alcohol level is so high that the champagne is probably, coursing through my heart. Probably the latter. Okay. Otherwise, I was saying she didn't have her contacts in, and maybe that Dom <laughs> shield did look like a heart. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have her contacts in. But yeah. So, and and so what, one of the things that first actually happens before we even hear about the champagne bottles, McKenna. After the when she was a part of that group date, Uh-oh. she decides to just grab him really fast, say, "Hey, I had a great time," you know, kisses him a couple more times, whatever. Then she goes back. Well, Kelsey's not okay with that. No. And Kelsey has a chat with McKenna, and actually pretty aggressively, like just uh, you can't even call it calling out. Kelsey doesn't know that she, it's like Kelsey uh. doesn't understand she's playing a game here, and that you need to fight for your time with Peter. And there's so many of these girls that have never had to per- actually pursue a guy, let alone have competition. So what's happening is sh- they're getting very upset when other girls are playing the game as it's supposed to be played. Yeah, and I, you reminded me of one of the greatest quotes of the episode. I mean, I will be honest, the, the greatest moment of Bachelor watching that I've ever had happen this episode, we'll talk about that in a second, but she says, do I think McKenna's a snake and snaky? Snaky. Yes, snake and snaky. How the fuck do other snakes act other than snaky? Uh, I don't know, a snake with an identity crisis? I don't know. <laughs> all, I know all I know is that actually when you, I, I thought about this too when I was watching it, the more she talks to the camera, 
the less intelligent she sounds. Oh. Like, to, after the first two sessions, it was a like snake and snaky comment. It was the bottle shows my arm. Like, this girl's got to shut up. Like, yeah. for her own good. Like, but, so, my thing, going back to her whole whole topic of, again, not playing the game right, her, her use of the word is, or her word that she uses is disrespect. She feels disrespected. And she says that to the other girls. And she accuses them of knowing what they're doing. Like, they don't know. They're playing the game. I don't understand why. And, and these girls are just as confused. Yes. Everyone, every one of these girls that she calls out in this episode are confused as to what's going on because she sucks at playing this game. She's feeling disrespected because she sucks at playing this game. Yeah, and I think that um, also it's like we talked about this last episode. None of these girls have ever really. They're beautiful. I mean, can't fault them for that, but they've never been in a situation where they need to compete. And I think that, you know, there are certain people like Hannah Ann that are confident, you know, like Mm -hmm. that, you know, have to compete with their job, so to speak, with modeling, getting gigs, recognize that there's winners and losers. All these other girls throughout the entire thing are like, oh my gosh, Hannah Ann won again. I'm done. She wins every single time. It's you're on a game show to win. Yes. And win. And she's got a big leg up to, to, you know. Give them better than the doubt. She does have a huge leg up because she's comfortable in front of all the cameras. She yes. comes around in front of interviewing with people. But at the same time, like if you realize you're out of your league a little bit, it's time to level up. Like you got to step up your game. There's no like, I just got to be me. Well, yes, definitely still be you. But you got to, again, we're playing a game here, girls. Yes. If you're playing to win, you got to, I'm not talking about being bold. I'm not talking about being bold. That was, we covered it last episode. The Patriots always win. We're <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. Like, what the heck? We should, I hate them. You know, the pa- Patriots should just win the Super Bowl. Where's my trophy? Yeah, where's my trophy? I just hope they notice my orange jerseys. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, the whole thing is so stupid. And so Hannah, Hannah Ann was a casualty mckenna was a casualty of this episode hannah ann walked by a bottle of champagne with candles and glasses she apparently had the same plan but with a bottle of cheap champagne um and uh she stopped and she didn't know she sat down and opened the bottle all of a sudden kelsey freaks, freaks and it was out. it was kelsey's bottle yeah it was, it was kelsey's like bottle kelsey and bottle. the whole time she's like you know what you did you know what she did and it's like at a certain point in time you got to dis you know, suspend belief and recognize that maybe she didn't know what she was doing. And if if you look at Hannah Ann's face, she is she is deer caught in the headlights, and not not in a she knows shit what she did. She literally has no idea what she did. No, no. And, and again, she even des- describes her. She goes, "There were two cases of wine, or there's two bottles of champagne in these two different areas. That was just the first one they came to, <laughs> and also nobody has none of the girls brought up or either editors just cut this out." Nobody talked about the fact that if this bottle, this one-year bottle of Dom was so important to her, why did she abandon it and go back and talk to the girls? She should have been waiting and scanning to watch for Peter Peter to walk by or come near and then go and fetch him. Not do her whole setup and then completely leave it. It left the... it was her lack of planning that led to Hannah being like, oh, here's the bottle of wine that they must have set up for me. Thanks, producers. Let's have this moment. Well, I don't know if you've caught this or not, but this is actually Kelsey's The Bachelor is the actual the full title of this season. It's Kelsey's World. Yes. Isn't that what the show's called? I think so. Yeah. It's like Bobby's World, but with weird bitches. I was um, about, about Wayne's World. So then, you know, Peter tries to go back and be like, hey, I... Kelsey, you want to talk? She's like, no, no. And then Tammy and Tammy. <laughs> Very accurate, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Tammy, t- I don't want to see him. 
Uh, Tammy drives me nuts, too, because she runs up to Hannah and says, that was Kelsey's bottle. And Hannah's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And then all of a sudden, later in the episode, Tammy, when she's like, when when Kelsey confronted Hannah, she's like, I had no idea it was your bottle. She meant at that time, Tammy's like, I told her! Yeah. It's like, you told her after the fact, after the after Champagne Gate happened. But it did lead to the best moment of Bachelor history when Kelsey tries to take a drink of bottle... <laughs> Take a drink of champagne right out of the bottle, and she looks at him and says, I'm not a classy bitch all the time. All the time. And then she drinks it, and it automatically gooshes in her face. And I've I've seen the memes roll in. They are fantastic. Yeah. Keep them the up, The Twitter sphere is on fire, and it's oh, wonderful. Oh, it's, it's great. And there's no recovering, really, from that. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised she got a rose of the rose ceremony. Well, and I will tell you right now, that is most definitely a producer pick. I, I mean, maybe maybe Peter was gonna already give I her. I feel a like rose. he's kind of into. Her. I would have been like, I'm like this girl. Just I gotta send her home. Oh, uh, I I would because <laughs> well one well and he doesn't see the craziness. He doesn't see that part of the craziness. I mean, he saw her obviously flip out and want to chat with her, and she got did that to him, right? But I think that you know when that happened as a guy, I'm thinking, here's a moist towelette and a greyhound ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree, but you know you would think that the drama would end there, but it doesn't. It carries over to the next day. Uh, there's another group date that happens. You know, you know, and you know Peter's got to get sick and tired of this at this point too, because it's also it is a bottle of champagne. This is a drink that we're all getting up in arms about. And men don't really like champagne. To be honest, you drink champagne because your girl makes you drink champagne. You watch the show. Or your buddy's it... getting married and <laughs> you take the like the obligatory three sips that they fill the, fill up the glass for. But you take a shot of it. You don't you don't sit there and sip it. I mean You don't? <laughs> well <laughs> Totally, I mean no totally. You just you shoot it. When in doubt, pinky out. <clears throat> um Then there is they do they go on so there's another group date, and it is literally the date is a woman's dream. In a man's worst nightmare. There is nothing worse than watching your girlfriend, wife, partner try on clothes. <laughs> like, you're literally sitting... And usually this happens when there's a game going on somewhere. So you're literally like, we'll go to Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's is the best. Yes. <laughs> we'll go to Nordstrom's. And then we'll go to the restaurant next to Nordstrom's so we can watch the second half of the game. That's, that's literally the compromise you make with a loved one. But you don't sit there and you just watch him like, I'm going to show my style. He's going to recognize by this hat... You know, I'm doing the... He's yeah. going to notice me. He's going to note... Oh. We'll get oh. into that. We'll get into that later. But oh, Dios mio. I digress. Um, Continue. Yeah, but it's... So they go to this Revlon store. Was it Revlon or... No, it's Revolve. Revolve. Revlon is makeup. Uh, this things. episode of... <laughs> yeah. Brought you by Revlon. Hashtag ad. Um, they go to Revolve, and they have Carson Kresley there. They have... Not Jane Fonda. What's her name? Oh, I don't know. She's his first supermodel and the owner of Revolve. They're going to pick out their own outfits and they're going to have a fashion show. And the winner gets $2,000, $20,000 worth of Revolve clothing all to themselves. Which would be kind of dope. If you're a girl, I can imagine that. Like Top I said, of the line fashion. Dream day for a girl, yeah. nightmare for a guy. Yeah. Peter's walking around feigning interest in everything. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to wear something oh. special in there? I can't wait to see that. That looks good. Yeah, I mean... I think Carson Kresley was excited that he was there too yeah. because, you know, Carson's being relevant again. Um, and I like Carson. He was great in the apprentice, but I, so they have this fashion show, you know, things that we learned is that Natasha is a very sexist, sexy Amish person that loves, you know, goldenrod. Yes. Um, yes. Every, I don't know. Like this is so dumb. 
Matt's speaking to every episode so far. She is wearing some form, some shade of goldenrod. Hashtag which, goldenrod. Which for our guys listening is a kind of like a mustard, gold. Uh, a flat mustard or gold type of hue uh, clothing. And because no guys know what goldenrod is. <laughs> we had to look that one up. Yeah, we did. We looked it up. <laughs> um, I don't understand why this appeals to anyone. They have this fashion catwalk thing. Peter does his stupid ass moonwalk dance. He loves his airwalk. He loves his airwalk. He loves that move. That's all he's got. That's what he did with McKenna in that little one on one you know breakout. Oh, he did. Yeah, remember? Uh, so he did, he did it twice in this episode, by the way. And he, he opens up on the catwalk, and I'm like, okay, like sorry. he doesn't he doesn't do much other than go woo woo. Like literally, if you watch the show, it's a glorified like, cat call. Woo! Yeah, it's just modern day cat call. Um. But there's drama on the runway, Alex. There's drama on the runway. Hard to believe. Victoria has a damn near panic attack, you know, going out there. She wants to be seen. It's like, well, he has eyes, you know. Again, he wants to be noticed. That's that. It comes from Victoria. Is is she? Which well, you mentioned. You, you already called it uh, red flags from the first episode. What I mean, go. It's, let's let's it go is a all red flags. She gets a pep talk from Kelsey, the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kelsey, the terrible. Which you, yeah, Kelsey the Terrible, who goes to her her hue, you know, her whole uh, clique of friends when she's having something go wrong. But Victoria has a little episode, and what, is, what does Kelsey tell her? Suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Be yourself. <laughs> Show them yourself. You know, I know that she's a clothier, so she probably works for Trunk Club or something like that. Probably. This is Kelsey's job, but yeah. she needs to change her title to manufacturer. <laughs> manufacturer of drama. Yes. Because literally yes. this girl pulls shit out of thin air. But, you know, Victoria F., I was like, I just want to be seen. I'm so out of my comfort zone. And then and the producers even say at one point, you go on these dates to get out of your comfort zone until he sees you. Um, she, Which actually makes a good point. You just, I just thought about this. Every episode, like from, from Hannah B season and beyond, earlier the last couple, three years at least, every date has always been something that's supposed to get them out of their comfort zone. This is the first season where they're all really just kind of bitching about it. Yeah. it's Because most of them is like, oh, I don't like heights or what, you know, whatever it might be. But they go, but you know what? I got to show, I got to show blank that I'm willing to go through this and do this for him or her. This is the first time I'm like, I don't do this. I'm out of here. Like, like, there's so many quitters. They're like, oh, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Like, you can just have Hannah because he... Like, I just thought she, about that. But it's so true because they always like, put him in a perilous situation and they're like, they're like... You know, rappelling down a building is just like finding love because you have to do stuff that scares you. You have to push yourself. I mean, every That's single one of the first season seasons I watched, by the way, it's one of the first seasons I watched. That one where they get down the side of the building. It, yeah. It, I, gosh, I'm trying to think of what season that was. <laughs> I forget who that was. Oh my gosh. Um, but anyways, <laughs> anyway, so you know, Hannah goes down the uh, catwalk. She wears a wedding dress. Power move. Po- I won't call it power move. It's a bold strategy. Cotton. Giving Peter a look at what it'll look like later, right? So. Yeah, and then you know, they're, then they wore evening wear, and Victoria kisses him, which I was a good move as well. Yes. Um, every time Hannah walked down the the you know the catwalk, they went in slow mo for whatever reason. You probably didn't catch that. Um, I and, you know, I enjoyed it. Hannah Hannah won. Victoria freaks out, saying Hannah wins everything. Dude, she got second out of the what? Eight and ten, ten girl group day. Like, I think you're okay, sweetheart. Like, calm down. And then, and then, oh gosh, they have, they have the quintessential male female communication moment when he's like, "How you doing? Is that, are you okay? 
What is it? Oh, I have it written down. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to misquote this. Are you talking about the part where then she drags him oh, yeah. away? Like, yeah, it's like the well, whole, like, no, when you get off the, the, the way from the yeah, camera. And they go, and they go, he's like, what's wrong? And she says, nothing. <laughs> and it's like, you're not talking. You're not interacting with me. You're saying nothing. It's like, I hate that movie. Yep. It's like, they were expected to know. And then he said, yep. um, you know, that's needy to a T. And she said, look, you know, it's like. It's attention. It's attention like, grabbing. I just want you to see me. I feel like you don't see me. Yep. And he uh, reaffirms her. Peter the Benevolent with, you know... She needs constant affirmation. Uh, constant it's affirmation. Brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. And I that's that should be a red flag, gentlemen. It shouldn't be like... And, and ladies. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, you should... It's like, don't tell me, show me. Yep. Like, don't tell me that you're different and you need to be seen. Show me why you need to be seen. <laughs> don't don't just sit there and be like, you're not doing your part because I just don't feel... you. There's so many girls you like. Oh, she's drives... And you know what... For having, you know, her sense of humor dry and a really wet vagina, her eyes are really wet, too, because she's crying yes, all the time. Yes. And I, I loved her entrance by being that kind of dry humor person, but again, she completely destroyed her own first intro. But since then, she hasn't been all that funny. No. That's also something that's kind of, she's starting to kind of tick down on my list of, like, top ten here, because I'm like, uh, she's not that funny, I'm finding. Nor does she have a good sense of humor, because you can't roll with the punches. And she, yes, she can't laugh at herself, let alone either. Yeah, so. There no, are certain it's... girls on this season that can, that can laugh at themselves, you know. Yep. And then we go into uh, Bullygate. <laughs> Bullygate. To, uh... Champagne Gate to Bullygate. It's a quick, yeah, it's, it's a quick it's, transition. Yeah. Uh, so let's, yeah, let's break that down briefly. You know, Kelsey says all these mean things to Hannah. Hannah says she feels bully. Peter confronts her, Kelsey, after talking to uh, Hannah Ann. And, you know, she starts crying. How could she use the word bullying? I've been bullied. You don't understand. Like, in, in middle school, I brought a juice box to the boy I liked, and this other girl drank my juice box. And then for the rest of my life, I had to be referred as juice box. Like, yeah. Yeah. How have you been bullied? Yeah, how and, I'm have not, you been? And, and I'm very anti-bullying. I hate bullying, but it's, you know, you can't just say I was bullied at one point in time and not give examples. People would call me pretty and they'd call me, oh, here comes the pretty girl. And it was just the worst bullying ever. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Like, they, I th- they just thought because I was blonde, I was dumb. It's like, well, no, because you, you say things that are snake and snaky. Yeah. At the same time, that's different. Yeah, I... I don't know. I I've, yeah, I found very little remorse for her, especially after the way they edited the whole beginning of the show. And to be fair, too, for both Peter and for Hannah Ann, Hannah Ann said explicitly, it felt as if I was being bullied. Not, I'm being bullied. It wasn't an active verb. It was a, I'm feeling as if it was bullying. And to be fair, when Peter confronted Kelsey about it, he's used, he used the same word. So one, I, I did learn, Peter actually is a good, decent listener. Yes. Because that, that would have been, I mean, for me, I might have I might have skipped that little f- the feelings yeah. talk. You're I'm being a-, a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then so, at the same time, she's like, she knew what she did. Like with the whole champagne dude, thing, it's I, like time to move on. She used that quote all episode two, and it drove me nuts. I'm like, you realize that both again, McKenna and Kel- and uh, Hannah Ann in this circumstance, they did not know what they were doing. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, she, like they kept asking for explaining. She kept that's when she'd be like, no, no, no. Go away, bitch. Like, yeah. she freaked out on them. And then, like, again, they have nothing to do. But like, all right, we're obviously not going to have this conversation. So, and, and she came back and she said the quintessential bullying thing. Apparently, I'm bullying somebody. And she says in a voice where it's like... <laughs> super condescending. Yeah, super, super condescending. Super condescending. You know, there should be a song about it. Super condescending. Uh, anyway, nah, that was a bad joke. We'll, we'll come cut up that with, out. We'll come up with one. We'll cut that out. Post. Yeah. Um, 
so you know uh then it was uh to be continued it looks like there's gonna be a heart to heart next episode they had a really funky uh this season on um which we don't really have time to jump into right now but you know we'll get into stones rating how bad or how good was this episode uh we each have two stones to give naturally and uh Two stones means that it's enjoyable for male. You'll enjoy it. Uh, no stones means that you have to be castrated to watch it. Uh, Alex, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. I I loved and despised this episode at the same time. Having been a perennial Bachelor watcher, I think it's these are some some of my favorite episodes personally because it, it, it's so stupid. And but. Again, I'm going to think about our audience here. If our guys are listening to you on this, it's uh, I'm going to give it a. This is maybe a one, maybe a one, because you got. I actually watched this more than once. The first time I watched it, I was packing for a trip, and while I was coming in and out, uh, I was asking my wife, "I'm like, wait, 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 are they arguing about a bottle of of champagne?" And she goes, "Yes." And it's like, if any normal guy who again whose girl is going to be watching this while you're cook- cooking, cleaning the kitchen, whatever, doing your own thing. Uh, it's this is this is nails on the chalkboard for you guys. Um, it's maybe a one. I'm, uh, can I get can I give a half stone? No, it has to be a full stone. <laughs> I'll give one full stone then. Okay, I won't completely destroy, but I'll give one full stone for our for our audience. Okay, so I'm giving this two stones. It's a fantastic episode. You have <laughs> you have champagne bottles exploding in chicks' faces. You have uh, these cat fights. You have you have a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama wrapped up in this one. I mean. The fashion show is a waste of time. You, that is nails yeah. on the chalkboard. Um, It'll tear a dude apart for the most part. But, yeah, but it, there's people. There's there's people like me that like this, and this is a really like this is a really good episode of Bachelor. Uh, super juicy. So two stones for me. Um, so a three stone rating for this, uh, episode two, um, and uh, so that's kind of where we stand. So two stone, three stones overall. So. You know, that's our show for today. We're going to come back with you. We're going to do more uh, live, uh, not live, but, you know, recent relevant recaps. Uh, continue with the um, classics uh, movies as well. So let us know if there's any shows that we should do or any um, any other classic movies that you want to uh, have us review. Uh, you can send us your request at, on Twitter at R.O. Stones, guys. That's R-O-S-T-O-N-E-S-G-U-Y-S. And same on Instagram at ROS Stones Guys on in, on uh, Instagram. Um, we look forward to uh, bringing you future episodes and uh, really enjoyed this uh, peanut butter porter. I'm going to take my last sip here. Me too. And make sure if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, hit subscribe, follow, like, uh, share us with your friends if you think this is funny uh, or if you think that we have, we're, we're just sage wise people. Um, so don't, it won't be that for that reason that you share it, but uh, if you if you want your friends to laugh, hit share. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.